Hello, and welcome from a brief hiatus to episode 204 of the Gaming Fix podcast on January 2nd, 2022. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite gaming peripheral. I am joined today by Allison. Oh my god. Oh god. I'm like, now I'm just like, what do I pick for that? Uh, I'm gonna like the the mic the magnifying screen for the Game Boy, the uh, the, the light know, for the Game Boy. I I never had it, but the um I, I still think about the e card reader a lot. And it's it's sad how much I think about the about that, uh because it, it's just like I th- I don't know I, I don't know why they decided let's have a something where people scan a bunch of cards with with data on them for games and stuff and oh you mean amiibo amiibo it's, cards <laughs> not that far off but I mean they yeah. you could like scan whole games and stuff in there for the e reader it was like mm-hmm. it was a whole thing and I again I never had one because it basically did flop but uh i you know as a game boy advance fan i think that it's really quite neat and uh there's a lot of weird stuff with that so mm-hmm. I, I just i just love the weird peripherals so that's probably why i love it could so you much. make an e-reader work with an analog pocket oh god i don't you know probably if could. That would, you probably could actually because everything was on the cartridge there was yeah. nothing obviously on the cards mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I mean, they they sort of. I think that they did have like like little like data strip thingies, but I don't know. They did, but I mean, it they... couldn't have carried the data. Like it couldn't. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that the that strip could have literally carried like the assets for the little games that I'm were pretty on sure it. they might have because like you could you could get an NES game, but you had to scan several cards. Uh, and the cards yeah. each had like multiple strips of things so i don't know that'd be weird that would be interesting to see if it would work hmm. and well that is pat chiming in before his turn a, i had a game boy printer also okay. oh shit i wanted that so bad i have a photographic memory it's so weird i have like very vivid photographic memories of some some parts of when i was quite young I remember being at like an old, this was after I started homeschooling, but it, it, I, I remember going with my mom to this old, like, it wasn't abandoned, but she had some event there or something she was doing at this old school in Florida. Uh, and I remember just like the whole time just printing stuff on the Game Boy printer. And I had like a grip of bad art that I had made and printed. Uh <laughs> just sitting in this classroom in this like this old like broken down school that felt abandoned <laughs> and creepy in in the middle of Tampa, Florida. Okay. Oh, Weird time. Can I add a, an additional one because I just thought about it? Yes, absolutely, please. Uh the Game Boy sewing machine where it what? was the sewing machine where you controlled it with a Game Boy. What? what? Oh, I didn't know about that. I, what? Uh-huh. Game uh-huh. Boy. Yeah, that sounds cool. Game Boy. Okay, hold on. Game Boy sewing machine. Okay, Google auto-completed it. This is a real thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. It just looks like, what? Why? If they they just used a, 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 it was a sewing machine that you could use um, software run on the 
uh, Game Boy. Why? It makes it makes sense that it would. I don't know. Actually, I, I mean, I, it was like that, it's weirdly like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> well, the Game Boy is like very you know popular. Everybody yeah. has one, but it does have like a very you know it, it is like a software you know can run software. Yeah. So is uh, it you know like automating anything? Like I, I think so. Yeah, it's like you like you run programs and you can do different like embroidery patterns and yeah stuff it was like it was like it was like the printer except instead of printing a, on a little roll of receipt paper it would like yeah. tell the 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 sewing machine how to sew um yeah oh. I, I, it makes sense i i don't know if i'm willing to go that far but i'm assuming <laughs> anyway I, again i didn't know about this yeah thing, but i'm assuming that's yeah, how it works that's, it's, I, it's just that is that is truly I mean, you could plug a Game Boy into a synthesizer and do like use it as a MIDI controller. Sure, sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like doing weird stuff with like buttons and like that. I, that I understand. I I don't understand why I need to plug my my sewing machine into a Game Boy. It's to... just well, if you think about it though, it 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 makes it kind of it makes sense insofar as if it's doing like embroidery patterns and stuff and simple small stitches. It makes sense because it's 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 automated and and yeah. the, the Game Boy just acts as the brain. Mm-hmm. So you put mm-hmm. a cartridge in, push a button, and then it's interpreting the data from the cartridge and then telling the sewing machine what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's makes the sewing machine. Then you have to buy both, and so it's. But then it you also have a, they just did an automated sewing machine, a Game Boy too, and also you know a lot of people had Game Boys. So yeah, exactly. You know it's. You okay, know, allows it. What about the SNES bicycle? Okay. I, Wait, I'm what? Done. What? That, okay. I've heard of this. Before. SNES exercise bike. Yeah, it was okay. like it was like Peloton or early Peloton, where you could it had like exercise programs that were like it's like it looked like you were playing Star Fox, yeah, or something. But it was yeah. a country road in France. Listen, I, I, this is why I love game preservation stuff. Is that you find mm-hmm. all the weird it's shit. Really cool. That's like Super Nintendo like, Life Cycle, right? That's what it was called. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they had uh-huh. like TVs built into the them the, with SNES is plugged in. Yeah, I think that okay. there were certain ones that were um like there were you could buy them for a home, but I think they also had some for like gym use. Yeah, that's the one I'm seeing are are gym ones, but I've heard of this before. I think you could also yeah, you could get them from home for home and you just plug them into your Yeah. your existing system. Yeah, I see yeah. Too. and then there's the whole Satellaview. I I I love old weird game peripherals. So you you unleashed something asking when you that think for about me. it. It's not uh, the thing is I don't even think they're that weird when you compare them to like. Oh, absolutely! I, I think you they know. make a lot of sense. I mean, I have a like a whole sim driving rig behind me, and that's like generally super mainstream. People may not think that that's like normal, normal, but that's you know, people don't go like, wow, you have a racing wheel anymore when you talk about that kind of stuff. Same mm-hmm. thing with like joysticks and, and, oh, yeah. and stuff. People are or, pretty much like, yeah, you're a nerd. That makes sense. If, if you mean, told me you had uh, a like a sewing machine hooked up to your Xbox, I'd be like, excuse the sewing me? Machine is, <laughs> the sewing machine is the most, I will I will admit or allow that the sewing machine is probably the most out there thing. But I exercise think it's mostly might normal. be because it's like, I don't know. It seems like they're very different demographics, but I mean, <laughs> at, like everybody had a 
Game Boy to play Tetris. So, you know. It's like that awful Oculus commercial where the woman is like reading her messages and she's like, you say you don't want to do virtual reality because you're not a gamer nerd. And then she talks about all the ways that virtual reality isn't just for gamer nerds. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh no, I haven't seen that, but I'm like, I, <laughs> I, it's, I think I've only seen it because of college football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. There, there's a million commercials that I've only seen just because of Jeopardy, but those it's, are aimed yeah. at like very different people because Jeopardy ones are assuming that you are like retired and old and you're moving to this retirement home or you Do those need sound fine. Teeth. Do you need a catheter implants? or something? Yeah, it's like that's my favorite game of peripheral is the catheter. <laughs> I mean, I guess you it don't have counts. to get up. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to it get counts. up. Uh well uh while we're you need to be a gamer nerd, Ooh. <laughs> you must be a gamer nerd. You have a catheter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus> Christ. <clears throat> uh well uh while we're in the in the old game old game space talking about old peripherals and we we briefly touched on it. Allison, you got yeah. something in the mail. Uh, yeah. A Christmas, Christmas surprise, holiday surprise. Yeah, especially since I already paid for it last year. It was like it felt. It was like, oh, past me bought current me a present, which was nice. thanks. Past me. When did you buy this? When did you? When did you pay for this? Uh, August twenty twenty. Um, okay. Which was again maybe not the smartest thing because I was unemployed at the time. But I really wanted the analog pocket. You deserved uh, it. I think it was a smart thing because worst case, if you had, if you were not, like, if for whatever reason, which I mean, I wouldn't have assumed this at, in any context, but for whatever reason, you you were still tr- looking for a job, you probably could have sold it for twice what you paid for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> right cool. now you can't get these things until like 2023. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And. Yeah, which makes me again. It maybe not maybe the smartest financial choice to buy a, to pre-order a retro uh, Game Boy for twenty twenty one, but it worked out for me <laughs> because I currently do have a job and I also have an analog pocket. Uh, so if you aren't aware of what the system is, it is basically um, a a system that is to play retro handheld games. So. Um, out That's a Game Boy. Can, <laughs> out of the box, I can play uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance games. Uh, you can get um, adapters that will um, be able to fit other systems in the future, like a Wonder I, Swan Pocket or oh, whatever no, they're called. No, you can't. But okay. I would. I I am like uh, someday going to buy an, a Wonder Swan. So just watch out for this space. Don't believe it. <laughs> just I, watch. But yeah, but you can also get like, you know, like an adapter for Game Gear or a Neo Geo Pocket, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but uh, right out of the box, it's Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, which is, I assume, what most people are going to be buying it for. I certainly did buy it because I'm a Game Boy fan, um, specifically love Game Boy Advance stuff. So I've been playing that over the past, um, I got it right before Christmas, so I've been playing mostly that since and guys this is a good system yeah. if you're interested in game boy 
games, or if you're like a Game Boy collector, I would say this is like a no-brainer. Well, and I, I've I've seen people that are already. I mean, because of the way analog smartly handles their the release of their firmware and stuff, and like the the open sourcing of their their OSs, I've already seen people running like, um like Sega Genesis games on it and oh, Super Nintendo yeah. games on it. And like, it's just any, any I mean, like 16 to 32 bit emulation. It seems like you can make it work. Um, there's, there's a micro SD card in there. Exactly. It's like, it's yeah. Like yeah. You can click card slot in there. You can, you can do pretty much anything you and want. You can flash it. like custom OSs to it and stuff like that. There's, oh, there's, yeah, it has a built in OS that's really focused on like music creation. Yeah, I haven't played um, around with that at all, but I know that you can do. Yeah, like it, like speaking of using the Game Boy as a you know for um, a sewing machine. This is this <laughs> seems like the the situation where you know you could go in there, you can make your super detailed patterns custom, and then you just go at it with the sewing yeah, machine and plug it in. Sure. There you go. I mean, honestly, if they somebody made so if somebody made a, a software for that, I. It probably could. It's just a really good retro system that out of the box um, is really good as somebody who owns quite a few Game Boy Advance games. And I'm currently in the market for more. Um, but there's a lot of different potential for it as a system as well. Uh, but it, it, if it was just, you know, a system that played it, that wouldn't that would be fine, but not necessarily Great, but the screen looks beautiful. It is yeah. the I have a um, modded Game Boy Advance that has backlight. This is like this looks better than that, and it just looks stunning with this with the screen. Um, so this is really if you love those types of games, I think probably the best way to play them right now, uh, just because it just looks so beautiful while being in that same kind of form factor. Uh, the just the handheld form factor. So, and you can't seems... get one until next fucking year. Here we no. are, January second, and we're saying next year to buy this thing if you don't have one already. Yeah, yeah. it's not their fault, but it is. <laughs> no, it is. It is it's just the um, yeah. It state had to get world. delayed several times because of yeah. chip deli- because of yeah. chip shortages. I and kind everything. of was. It's I was like a miracle of, I got this in 2021, honestly. Once I saw the stuff coming out for it, I was kind of like up all the, the data coming out about it and, and like people talking about it and everything. I was like, well, maybe I should just cancel my Steam Deck pre-order. Not cancel it, but like mm-hmm. let it go when it comes up and just buy one of these. And then when I saw it was 2023, I was like, God damn, there's no, no. I'm just going to sit on the Steam Deck thing and buy this because yeah. then I can emulate games on yeah, that if I I'm, want to. <laughs> I'm still planning on getting the Steam Deck, but, uh, you know. Well, you as, bought it since you paid for it such a long time ago. That's true. I would do the same thing. Yeah, but it's, it's it's you know, it, it's it's tricky because it's on the one hand, I it, it's the pre-orders were went really fast from my what I remember, and then now it's in 2023. But I think that I guess maybe shows just how many people really love the. It's, it's the also system. Who, who knows what will happen in terms of demand and availability over the course of the next year. I mean, they're right. they're predicting it'll be 2023, but. I mean, there, there also could have been a flurry of people ordering them when the early information came out about them that they're going to cancel it. There could be people that are um, they could end up having an easier time producing them. Right. You know, it's, halfway it's, it's through the year say. or whatever. It's just a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I know that a lot of people who pre-ordered it are, are people who are, you know, the 
you know, maybe the, the, the people who really wanted it or like was, who were like willing to put down the money with when there was just, you know, kind of not as much out about it yet. So I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But uh, for the meantime, I'm I'm just really like jazzed about it, and uh, it's it's been it's been really fun. It's also just like like a really well working system. Like I didn't play it for a few days for quite a while, and uh, like maybe like five days. I, I was you know fucking around with other stuff. Um, but, uh, I, I was, I was like, oh no, what's, is like, what's the battery going to be like? And it was like, because it'd been on, but in, in sleep mode, but the sleep mode is so good that it was just like, it, it hasn't run out of any battery basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like a Nintendo it's- system or, you know, like a, like a DS or whatever. Um, so I saw you've got a fire red in there right now, right? Uh, I have fire I actually, red in there. I want to know. Attempting you, a Nuzlocke. Nice. Can yeah. you? I forgot. Could you connect GBAs to DSs to trade Pokemon? Uh, There's some I, way to get Pokemon off of Game Boys. Well, because you mean, could put OVGS, you could put a DS you, game in a in a, or you could put a GBA oh, game in a in an original okay. DS. Yeah. yeah, never mind. That's what you would do. But probably. I think maybe there was a link cable because they make a link cable for the pocket. I think that's just a regular ass link cable, though. <laughs> like like an old old. Yeah, because it's like I an think. original. Maybe not, but because they say it's like an original style link port, and it's like, yeah, you have this big, big ass yeah. thing in the, on the bottom that's that doesn't look like any of the other ports because it's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm curious if there's a way that you could trade with someone. I wonder. I'm curious if you could use. I would assume mm-hmm. you can. If you could plug a link cable into your pocket and then send it to a DS or something and yeah, trade yeah, Pokemon yeah, yeah. to it, and then get those Pokemon into Pokemon Home is what I'm getting at here yeah i you know i bet you could figure it out um i'm just oh, it, okay there is yeah. no link cable for the ds so you'd, you'd okay. have to put it you but i wonder if they have like wireless and maybe i don't know but that's probably like a proprietary thing who knows uh that's so what else are you playing besides pokemon uh so i've been playing pokemon with a, a nuzlocke which uh is is hard and i have lost many good pokemon already um i've been playing a little bit of fire emblem um and a little bit of advanced wars uh what else was i playing around with <clears throat> i was also playing around with WarioWare, um and i was also playing around with um uh wario land 4 okay um but get, getting some warios in there but th- those are the main ones that I've been playing thus far. So that, if you're playing, that, if you're playing Advanced Wars, are you going to pass on the re-release or on the the remake? I I'm wondering about that because I have both of those because I have both of the carts that would be on there. And the original the originals look so much better. The than original me. art is like especially on the I mean, screen I'm, it looks stunning. Yeah, and, I'm gonna like, get the reboot because they're some of my favorite classic games, but I, I am on team. These visuals suck. Mm-hmm. The old art was so much better. Uh, you know, as somebody that really, I, I really like a lot of good pixel art. That's that's part of why I love the Game Boy Advance so much. Mm-hmm. 
is because they really knew how to do pixel art for it at that point because it's basically an SNES, but they've had more time to, you know, learn how to do the pixel art. But, man, it's... I don't know. I We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Um... I, I I might get it on sale maybe if it's they don't even cheap. they don't even have like online play for the re-release yeah from what I'm seeing weird yeah like what's the point I don't know what the point of even I don't know it's frustrating so, and yeah, it, well they'll patch know, it in like a year later like they did with Mario Party or whatever <laughs> who knows yeah the if new they art- had online play in it I would be more excited about it oh but. god the new art is but it's not, not very like, good it's, it's not it's, it's oh no it's lacking like, all looking, of the character of the, yeah. the original games had. the original had a lot um, of, of character too yeah oh and, it, and, and for it's 60 dollars 60 dollars that is which is yeah just like i might wait to see if, if they ever get it on a deep sale which it's Nintendo, analog pocket so only 300 dollars <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. And I bought no, it was I'm, when it was. Too, I bought it when it was cheaper too. But it's it, like, is, it, is it three hundred? I, I was just guessing. No, it's like two. It's two nineteen. Okay, three hundred. I bought it when it was two hundred. I bought it when it was two hundred. They had it up the price. But um, but yeah, it's like I have both of those carts. So maybe I'll probably not. Maybe I'll dig out my cartridges, my classic cartridges mm, mm-hmm. and plug them into the Game Boy that I have. Your on my desk your, that's always around. Your Game Boy Advanced uh on my TV, desk. the the yeah. thing that you plug into the bottom of the GameCube yeah. and then play then on the I TV, plug that yeah. into my monitor and then I'll play mm-hmm. it on my mm-hmm. monitor at my desk. With yeah. original hardware, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, getting getting the original carts right now is kind of expensive, which is interesting because I I, I think I bought I didn't have those as a kid, so I bought those couple like a few years ago, and they were you know not the cheapest carts, but they weren't like as expensive as they are. Retro games are just getting a, a lot pricier, which is yeah, there's not, those. Fun? Some shenanigans, something hinky is going on with yeah, retro games. Cause I, because uh, I bought uh, the um, uh, the game Drill Dozer, which is the uh, uh, which is the one of the few. Um, why am I blanking on the name of the Pokemon company? Uh, game Freak. Game Freak. Thank you. My I. It's one of the few non-Pokemon Game Freak games. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's genuinely really, it's really fantastic. Um, it's, it's, it's really great. But I bought it for like 60 bucks um, a few years back. And now it's selling for like at least three times that um, uh, aftermarket. Which well, sucks because it's a really cute. Right now there's one that's on eBay for 86 that's like still going. And But, but when you buy on eBay, you it's always a crapshoot if you're even getting a right. real cart. That's the yeah. problem with eBay. Yeah, I, 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 d- I don't know how many are going to be faked with that one because there's like a whole rumble thing with it. Oh, um, right. Okay. Yeah, because the whole thing is that it's um, you're operating a drill and it and it has a rumble right. pack. Right. So it I forgot about that. So um, I, I mean, I, I know that it's like a, definitely a popular game, but I don't know how to what extent yeah. people would be um, uh, a, wanting to do that when when. You could do another Pokemon. Well, uh, people uh, love fake system. People love Game Freak, though. 
Well, people know. love scarcity now. I mean, that's the thing. That's yeah. why NFTs are like even because so people mad. because people are like, oh, I have to have it so nobody else can have it, and you know, yeah. oh, I have my I have to I, own my this stuff thing. has value. I need my stuff to be worth a lot of money. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, so it's, it's very strange. You, like a lot even of people buying games aren't even going to play. Yeah, and it's just oh, need to have the thing, and mm-hmm. other people want to have the thing. So yeah, it's very. But you know what? That's if game preservation was just a fuck like you know these companies let backwards compatibility like. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is be a thing, I'm, but I'm not. I would. I'm not telling anybody to do anything that 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 is illegal or that they shouldn't do. But this is why I've I've done a complete 180 on stuff that I used to say was terrible you should never ever do it and now i'm kind of like eh, i don't know play find a way to play games man I, yeah don't don't I, rip I mean, off don't rip off an indie dev that's trying to trying to sell their games now but if you know if there's no way for you to give nintendo with 30 dollars to play a game <laughs> with retro games I, i'm i'm like i i like the aspect like i i'm not much of a yeah. collector but i like yeah, the aspect yeah, yeah. of like owning a physical cart and like sure. i enjoy that personally but like if you just want to play the games do whatever mm-hmm. fuck you fuck you want i don't i yeah. don't really care it's it's there's a it's they're getting so expensive right now and it shouldn't be um yeah. especially since i don't know especially since a lot of these games should be available on other platforms because hey they're selling for stupid amounts of money on uh, you well, know, and what sucks is, and nobody is like who made the game is getting money from it. It's it, just going to private people. And what Free sucks VR. is like, if you go to in large cities, like where I mean, where you live, Allison, where I live, I would assume they have these stores where you are too, Andre. The, like, there's really good local game stores that trade in, you know, retro games that you can go to and buy stuff, and like the pricing can, might still be high. But you can at least go there and know that you're buying real, so real cartridges, real hardware and stuff. And, yeah, and, like and, I was but, thinking of of doing like a run on my local GameStop uh, yeah. or like my local not GameStop, but it's a it's a yeah, local I know game what you store mean. game shop, uh, <laughs> game shop, um, and and buying a bunch of of GBA games because like, they're like more expensive than what you can get on eBay, but also like. I know that he's looked at them all, and I know that they're yeah. tested and work. And and we have a bunch and, of and stores he's a, here. The guy who runs it is a good dude, and I I want to yeah. support him. So, like, but if if you live like in a rural part of the Midwest, there aren't like video game stores like that. And the way that prices are going online, it suddenly becomes a lot harder to like collect and i just think it kind of sucks i mean yeah. i don't know what the solution is but it's it's too and bad. it's also it also really depends on what the store looks like too because there's a um retro game store at the um mall where i go to see movies uh not now because of of covid but uh like you know when i when i go out to the movies and so i usually go in and, and take a look but they just have like a lot of shovelware man <laughs> They yeah, do, yeah, it's like not a very like the 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 curating of their selection. Like I I always go in there and look at like the Game Boy stuff, and I'm always like, oh, there's nothing here, um, yeah. because it's all because as much as I love Game Boy Advance as a system, 
Holy shit, there was a lot of shovelware on that system. My that's, God. That's Nintendo in a nutshell. Like, their stuff yeah. is so popular that everyone's like, put something on there. Get it out. Just get it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so it's like, even if there is a retro game store near you, there's no guarantee that it's actually going to have anything good. Yeah. Uh, Japan's weird with that stuff. Like, if you go to, like, Akihabara, like, there's some I, but even then like super potato and stuff is like oh. all it's like so picked over now or yeah. like you can go to like kind of chain like secondhand shops they're not like specifically games but you can go to like a secondhand bookstore and they have like tons of games and anime figures and you know they've they've got the otaku shops basically uh wherever but i haven't and I don't go and look at these stores because I'm not like trying to play Japanese games all too often. But and like sure. you can trade games there, but it's definitely I don't know. There, it's it's a weird situation here for sure uh, with that stuff. And I'm not in like a major city. Like that's definitely gonna like Osaka definitely has some more of that. Tokyo has some of that stuff, but you definitely have to go outside of like the the situation or the the spaces that are like the traditional nerd spaces. Cause at this point they're so well known that everyone's gone there and picked over everything good. And that's the case too, with a lot of um, non gaming stores too, because <clears throat> if you look on, even on like eBay or on like at a half price books, people have wised up to the fact that games can go for a lot of money. So sometimes they over sell or not oversell, uh, but they, uh, you know, the, they overprice them yep. at, like, places that previously were, like, you could find hidden gems there. Yep. Uh, like, I've definitely looked up, like, Game Boy game lots on eBay. And the pricing is, like, obscene because it's, like, basically all shovelware. And they're mm-hmm. trying to charge, you know, they, they clearly went on to, like, price charting, looked up every game, added it all together, and went... This is a price for a lot, but it's like all, you know, mm-hmm. shovelware basically. There's a lot of shit you don't want, <laughs> <clears throat> right? All, but it's all in one package, so it's it's I don't know. It's a very weird situation right now to be in as somebody that enjoys that. So it's like do do what you want. That being yeah. said, I, I just looked up the Super Potato eBay, and they have uh, a Wonder Swan with. Uh, the the limited edition Final Fantasy Wonder Swan, and I'm like, I'm not gonna buy it. But but what if you did? But what if I did? 2022, new you, new me, buying Wonder Swans. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, retro gaming is weird. Yeah. Speaking of buying consoles, Pat, you got you got a console. Yeah. Um. Well, it turns out that um, GameStop will give you a lot of store credit for PS4 Pros and Xbox One Xs because they're still, those are really hard to find too, in addition to new consoles. I mean, yeah, I imagine like the holidays kind of, did they, they said they took, like they stopped making the Series X, didn't they? Was that a thing? The One X. The One X, that's what I meant, the One X. I believe so, yeah. Um. So anyway, I turned I got like a ton of credit for the two of those consoles that I had just kind of collecting dust uh and managed to and and 
by chance they were getting some Series X's in the next day at a GameStop in the mall near me. So I hiked out there at 7 a.m. when I really didn't need to because I could have shown up at 9 or even 10 and <laughs> would have been fine. I would have gotten one. But Uphill uh, in the was, snow both ways. It was a fun experience. This was before the snow at least, so I wasn't <laughs> outside in the snow. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been nice to have. Um, the, the Certainly it is it is interesting the ways in which that console has like no fanfare surrounding it when you use it <laughs> like the <laughs> ps5 is very much a like this is not the same as using a ps4 mm-hmm. you can tell in like every time you do anything on it the xbox is like i don't know man it's an xbox it looks mostly the same as the one x it's just better and i kind of appreciate the sort of lack of pretension i guess that <laughs> yeah surrounds the thing um but it's nice to have like game pass to, to to be able to use it and have everything run as well as it can um because like even the one x there would be stuff that i would play on it that was like not very well optimized and i would be like okay this kind of i would rather play this on pc because this kind of sucks um and uh everything runs really well on the series x and i played forza on it a little bit forza looks really really good in 4k shocker um it doesn't do 4K 60, which is odd to me because. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get that it's 4K, but Series X is a pretty beefy thing, and Forza is not like that different than. I I wonder Horizon how much 4, of that so. is like optimization and still like coming to yeah coming exactly. terms with the hardware. Like I imagine yeah. what like Forza Motorsport, like the the next Forza game probably hit you, 4k you 60 would, you would think and if I don't if know. like if these consoles can't do 4k 60 what the fuck was even yeah, like that's kind of what i'm getting at uh but um but whatever uh yeah. and uh i played some fable um right, nice. the lost chapters fable I, anniversary i'm debating on whether i should play that before i play fable 2 i'm not sure it's it still seems pretty good i didn't play I that mean, much yeah, i mean I, I i love fable time. like I've, I've played it many kinda, times but. yeah same i've played it at least three times um but uh but it's it, that was fun i like it handles old games really well um and then the thing i've played the most of on it is writer's republic actually because i picked up a part of the i had a gamestop gift card that i had to spend and and um that I got that for like half off. Uh, and um, that's been pretty fun. I like that game quite a bit. It's a really good like game to just have to go mess around on. The funniest thing about it though is the Xbox Smart Resume thing is basically useless. I don't know why <laughs> for anyone, like, if you're what, playing online games, yeah, like, but like everything is, yeah. is public. Everything's yeah. connected like, online at least. Yeah. It's not like everything's a service game, game. now. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's funny because. The, the it just doesn't work with Riders Republic or yeah. Forza or Halo. Yeah. And those are the three games that are like that mm-hmm. I'm using it for. So yeah. <laughs> it's just weird to me that Yeah. Uh and and like I can't I can't imagine that I mean even something like the the next Hellblade game, I would assume that that'll have like connected features on some level. Like I did, don't think it's gonna the be first a one? service game, but no, but that's just how games are now. Everything you have to connect to the internet for. Maybe, like, maybe, there'll but, be... But at, at any rate, it's just... It's funny, because it just doesn't work with any of that stuff. Yeah. Mm. So until they come up with a way to, like, have it reconnect you automatically 
and yeah. stream like as the as as it's like streaming in stuff it's funny because it just doesn't work yes definitely but that's fine uh yeah i've been using mine uh to like do co-op games with my girlfriend uh which has been nice because i can set it up on my second monitor on my desk because like don't have two tvs or anything so go in the office set it up on the second monitor and we can play like deep rock galactic or sea of thieves together which that's cool it's hard for me to like find times when there are other people available uh like living Mm -hmm. in japan like all my friends are in the states or like you know north america or europe so times are hard to line up but now if we can just like hop on and play these like multiplayer games that i haven't able to play it's been very nice to have for that see if these is awesome for that also i just like i unplugged it from my tv brought it into the office plugged it in and then it was still like all the quick resume stuff was still going so yeah, like, I don't know how that stuff works. It's weird. It's yeah, it's very strange. I've you know I, I, I think, mentioned on another podcast like a while ago that I saw someone tweeting saying they went on an airplane with it and then they plugged it in when they got to their destination and it was still had the quick resume stuff. Like I think it does a save state in the maybe. SSD. Um, if I had to guess, uh, but I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's it's cool when yeah. it works. It's cool. Yes, yes. Um, but it's, <laughs> for, it's nice for to stuff have I've been playing. It's mostly been okay. Yeah. Um, it's nice to have, it's nice to have game pass. I think I'm going to finally play, uh, forgotten city and do it there on game pass. Um, cause that seems like a fun sit on the couch and play thing. Um, I started it on PC, but I, I want to try it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished guardians of the galaxy also on PS five. Okay. That's a good I, game. I, I like that, that game too. a lot. It's, it's one of my favorites of the year for sure. I think the back half of that game is way too combat heavy, but yes, that's my biggest complaint about it. Uh, and, um, I think the writing is still solid through the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Um, I like the overarching story in the end. I think it is sort of slow in the first half and then it picks up steam, uh, and, and is, and has a pretty strong finish. Um, that, that game does a few at a few moments that game has some like, holy shit, that's cool stuff that it does, uh, from like a gameplay and the way it blends gameplay and narrative together. And so it's, it's good. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, continue. I will, I will forever appreciate it because it's the game that made me realize that I actually really like those characters and the movies. I just think Chris Pratt fucking sucks as Star Lord, (laughs) and that's why I don't like like those movies. Star Lord is a fun character when it's not Chris Pratt. (laughs) Yes, because all the other characters in the game are almost identical to their movie version, except for Star Lord. Star Lord in the game is like actually like a lot more competent and together, and he's kind of a goofball and 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 uh a dweeb but and, he's not an idiot and yeah. um the fact that they made star lord an idiot in the movies just sucks because it really shouldn't be they also give characters besides star lord and gamora like kind of screen time to like yeah. develop oh, as characters fine. where like rocket and i mean groot is groot is I not they... one note but hard to uh if I have one complaint, I think that they could have done a lot more with Groot in that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my one narrative complaint is I think that that he like uh, there's the characters all have this like ultimate ability that they get as they like overcome something in their mm-hmm. their story. And each of the characters aside from Groot have like pretty cool, pretty deep character moments that occur wh- that are fairly emotional. That you realize that you learn something about them or whatever, that they overcome something. But Groot is, I don't even remember the catalyst for Groot getting it's, his. It's just it's, like. It's when you're, uh, 
it's when you've got the encounter with Lady Hellbender late on the icy planet. And right. You kill the thing yes, that yes, you're. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. And then he's like, you kill oh, I'm going to bring, then... bring it back to life. Yes. Groot does magic on it. And then it, it's. Like, okay. And that's, that's his. Like, and it's like, well, well, we didn't learn anything about Groot as a character. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was a little. I was kind of hoping all along that at some point we were going to learn more about like mm-hmm. his backstory and it doesn't happen. And it, yeah. And that's it's fine. You have to tie that so much to Rocket and. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very save that save that for the sequel that's yeah. my biggest my biggest disappointment about the game is um it's a complete experience it's not like they like leave it like a cliffhanger or something mm-hmm. for a sequel it's it's clear that but but it's also clear that they're going to do a sequel because that game did really well and uh, did it i don't know if it has at least by uh, square standards know, um maybe it has uh, at this point but it was uh i don't know but uh, um, I, I mean, I, it seems like they want to make a sequel, and they like you know, they like there is space to do that because of course there is. It's a comic book thing. Yeah, I guess it didn't do very well at all. So if it didn't do well, then they won't make a sequel. They probably won't make any more. So then, never mind. It's not an issue. Um, well, I, the issue I would like them to. The thing is, I would like them to do a sequel to that game eventually. But I would mm-hmm. like to see other games about other Marvel characters. Yeah. Like, I would love to have a Doctor Strange game. I would love to have an Ant-Man game. I would love to have, like, another Hulk game. Like, there, there's a bunch of characters that I think you could make cool games about in this sort of similar, you know, 10 to 15 hour action adventure. Doesn't need to be an open world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I, they tend to just want to make the developers generally, or not developers, but publishers tend to want teams to just make sequels to the thing. But yeah, yeah Guardians only sold like 4 million copies, so they probably will... Um, it was on, That team will probably yeah. get laid off, and they'll never make another game if it's... Uh, it's I mean, it's... it's, it's Square's history is anything uh, to go by. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Eidos Montreal, so... I know, like, they're not going yeah. to shut down Eidos Montreal, but... Uh, you know, uh, know. It, it is Square, and they got to fund NFTs. They got to find money for NFTs somehow. Um, they have to find money for NFTs and continuing to develop Final oh Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Those are the two things Square does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just... Uh, I didn't really care about the overarching plot. Uh, like, just, I don't know. It didn't really do much for me. And I, But I enjoyed, like, the individual chapters. Like, the stuff happening you know, within each chapter was fun enough for most of them that I wish it had just been like a series of serialized adventures. And it's like, and this time we're going over here that, Oh, next time on guardians of the galaxy. And then you've got another hour thing. And it's just like, they're like loosely related. Maybe like something you do over here will come up later in the story. But like, I didn't even need the, the overarching story. It could have just been like a bunch of one-off, adventures you know like a serialized comic like i would have been totally happy with that and well i mean my argument is has has been for a while that the best thing that marvel could do is get and it seems like they're starting to do this with star wars so maybe they will with marvel too. get lots of get a diverse portfolio of teams to do smaller games yeah that are even shorter than guardians oh 100% give me like a four-hour game like I yeah, would any, love that so give me much. a series oh of four-hour games about whoever I yeah I mean miles is is a, is a good example of how it can work 
It's with... a little expensive, but yes. <laughs> well, but that's the thing that this and this is that's going to be the sticking point. Yeah, they're never going to do it for less money than that. Maybe, yeah. You, yeah. They're never that, and that's going to be the ultimate like problem, I think, and why it's not going to work out is because people are going to go, "Oh, it's a five six hour game. I don't want to pay fifty sixty dollars for it." Yep. And developers are go are going to go. Well, we're not going to put out a thirty to forty dollar Marvel game. It's yeah. not going to happen. Uh, yeah. And and the money behind it is why it'll never be. It'll never work, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that most people would say that's too expensive, and that's what happened. That's how. Like the thing about Miles, I actually think overall, I've I'm not that hot on Miles because I think everything other than the main story in that game is repetitive and boring. Um, and, and it, and it feels like it's just a bunch of clutter and I don't like that about it. I think it's better off as like a, just play the story and even the story in miles, I am way less hot on than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the plot of that game kind of blows, but I do think that I barely remember the story in miles and I enjoyed it. Like, like I enjoyed that game, but I think that, that, um, I think that says a lot because it's. I think it's solid, and I and I love Miles as a character, yeah. but but it's one of those things where there are so many specific moments in First Spider Man that I just think about, and I'm like, man, that was a good moment, or man, that was like an emotional yes, story the beat, plot, and I don't feel that same way about Miles. Um, the story of the first Spider Man game was significantly better than the story in Miles. The story in Miles sucked because it was very much the like. Ah, you want to protest, but you're protesting too hard now, <laughs> and oh, yeah. your protesting is costing Fuck. people money, so you can't yeah, do it. Yeah, Jesus Christ! You, someone, right. someone might get injured because you are protesting. You're you broke in. Look, I know the megacorp is bad, but you broke their windows. What is yeah. wrong with you? Like it's that kind of shit. And the whole time I was just like, like Yeah, I know. I get it. Yeah. You can't tell a. You can't do better than this because. Sony's never going to let you do better than this. Um, and, and it just, I thought that that aspect of it sucked. But the characters were good. The moments yeah. where you're like, where, where you're spending time with like the family and the apartment and stuff. Yeah, and that's what I that's remember fun. being and good. Prowler's yeah. really good in that game and, and, and their relationship is really good. Um, so anyway, I think it still is exemplary of like the kind of experience yeah. that they should be putting out Right, more and honestly... But, as as a fan of of both of those games, I I would like more experiences like that where it's just kind of like, you know, it doesn't have to be world ending, you know, giant, uh, you know, like a giant experience. It can be just kind of like here's a smaller adventure in in the city as as and I would love that for a Spider Man game. Uh, it's just kind of like more kind of small adventures rather than, uh, I, I mean that's what I want for Marvel in general is like less. Okay, the world is ending, and more. You know, yeah, yeah. Here's here's a villain that we have to defeat. Like, you well, I know. think Guardians. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. It's it's just you know, I I so I I I'm on the same boat though, where I would like to have more games that are basically kind of uh, shorter experiences. But I think Guardians. One of the things it shows too, because initially with that game, I was like. You're kidding me. You just play a Star Lord. That's stupid. Wouldn't you want to? It's a team up game. Wouldn't you want to switch to all the other characters? But it's fine. Um, and I think that it shows that like you could do a Avengers game where you just play as like Iron Man or like yeah, you, 
or you could do an Iron Man game where in part of it, the Avengers are there and, you know, you're together. Like, they don't need to do it the way that the MCU did it where they have, like, the Avengers games. You could just have games for all the different characters that are in the different teams and then they show up occasionally in each other's games. Well, and, and if you make the gameplay of the one character you play really, really good and then you just get to hang out with your favorite characters, like... Exactly. That's And that's how Guardians... That. That's why Guardians works because yeah. it... it and not that I think the gameplay is really, really good for Star. I mean, it's a pretty. It's fine. Yeah. But it's, it's fine. It doesn't get hold, in the way. Hold the of, trigger sometimes. Yes. Time to time to tap. Yes. Uh, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't get in the way. The combat in that game doesn't right. get in it doesn't the way get of the story, way except of, for a couple parts close to the end. I think. It, it doesn't get in the way of, the, of being able to just hang out with the characters that you enjoy. And there's a yeah, lot of because they like there's a lot of like good like mid mission like quips and like story delivery stuff. And for the first half of that game, you spend almost as much, if not more, time doing narrative stuff with the characters than you do shooting things. And then in the second half, I think what happened was they were like, well, the game can't be eight hours long. It's got to be 15 hours long. So oh, let's, yeah. let's cram a bunch of Rudy extra, point and uh, very good shooting in. But it's fine. I, I got over it. I, I got pretty frustrated with it. Like about two hours out from the end. Cause I was like, <laughs> clearly this, the narrative is coming to when you go to the snow planet, which isn't really much of a spoiler, but that's when I was like, we're really fucking going to a whole other, there's a whole other planet we're going to go to now. It were, it's clear. We're right at the end here. <laughs> <laughs> See that, uh, that one worked for me because of like the, the setup and the lead in was just, it ended like, up working for me. It was just uh, more I, that like, yeah, if, felt like we were going to go do the big final fight and then they were like and mm-hmm. now it's a detour and uh-huh. i was like i do want to finish this game so i can play other stuff <laughs> but i i think that payoff was uh was very good it's worth it and yeah, yeah. uh the stuff that happens there and the, and i don't want to spoil it but the stuff that happens there is that game has multiple moments where i was like expecting them to say psych and not do the cool thing and then they did the cool thing instead, and they didn't say psych, and it was good, <laughs> and 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 worked out to be really bombastic and fun. So, uh, I think that uh, that was cool about it, and uh, I like that game quite a bit. I would, it's probably in a weird in a year that I would call a relatively weak year for me um, of new releases, new yeah. 1.0 releases. I think that game's probably top three for me. Oh. Uh, so. I it would it it would not be necessarily have been top three in last year or the year before. It would probably have been a eight or nine. But I'm uh, trying I'm trying to remember your top three. I can remember two of the games you previously said were in your top three, and I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't know what what. It oh, I don't I out. don't mind. I'm not precious about this. I think like yeah. inscription still. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, well, my top three is weird. It's not in my top three if you count non. 2021 release. Oh, what's, yeah. what's your 2021? Um, but, but the top 20, 2021 top three uh, would is is like probably Inscription and then the Echoes of the Eye DLC okay. for Outer Wilds and then Guardians, mm-hmm. okay. I think. Because uh, um, previously you had said Halo was in there and I don't yeah, know if that's changed Yeah, I think Halo's top five. Um, okay. The thing, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, I promise. The thing about Halo that sucks is I, I haven't gotten around to the single player. I hear it's really good. Um, I, I it's I'm not on like a I'm not on like a a, a super big hype train, on, hype, hype train on it, and I want to I'm casually slowly going back through the old games and uh-huh. having fun with that. So I'll play it eventually. 
um, the multiplayer is still really, really good, and I love it. The auto-aim for controllers is so bonkers, it's pointless to try to play it with a mouse and keyboard when you hit a certain matchmaking level um, because you will just get smoked by controller players, and I just am not good on controller. I've tried a bunch of times, and I can't figure it out. My hands Mm. just don't work well. And the auto-aim, there's videos you can find of it. It's like if, if an enemy gets anywhere near the middle of your screen, unless they move to like almost off of it you the gun will track them it is it is like wow it is wild so it's it's put it's taken the wind out of my sails a little bit for it because i love playing it but when i get into like a fairly like a sweaty lobby which i enjoy i like playing it hard but you just get totally smoked i mean you're you're at such an enormous disadvantage with a mouse and keyboard that it, it makes it and you can turn off cross play but one, I don't actually know if that turns off controller players on PC. Yeah, I don't think it does. And two, I don't want to have to turn off crossplay. Yeah. I just think they should tone the auto aim down. It's, it's funny because uh, I've seen console players saying they want to turn off crossplay because they're like getting cheaters or stuff in their lobbies. And like, oh, I maybe. No I have no idea what's going um, on. But, uh, but, 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 I mean, there's so much data that supports that, like, yeah. mouse and keyboard is like, it's like playing like sure. with with like one hand time behind your back or something like it's just not uh-huh. it's not a comparable experience at all so th- i found that a little bit frustrating that's why i kind of slid off. and then the other thing is tarkov like that's been mm-hmm. that's the real reason is i just play i just play a lot of <laughs> escape from tarkov now uh which i won't talk about at length but that game is um that it turns out when I was like playing a bunch of different MMOs over the fall, early fall, late summer, trying to find something, it's all of the stuff I was looking for is in Tarkov. All of the like huge game with tons of stuff to do, sort of sandbox, but and like as in there's not a lot of hand holding or like telling you where to go or what to do. Um, and and then like interesting player interaction, all of that stuff is there, and it just is. That game is is uh, I think I've played about sixty hours of it over the last like three weeks, um, and not even three weeks because it's been like eighteen days, nineteen days since the wipe. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, I won't talk about it at length. But they're they're doing a holiday event right now uh, that is very intricate and elaborate, and it shows that like there's plenty of toxicity in that player base because it's an online multiplayer game, but despite like the shitty devs that have worked on it um and like their the the garbage comments that that they made like three two three years ago about women that's like not that person hasn't worked there for a long time um but uh the the community is like weirdly not that bad compared to something like battlefield because like Uh this holiday event this holiday event has like AI Santas running around and stuff and nobody is like, this is too, this isn't realistic enough for me. Instead, people just think it's funny. Um, and you can, if you kill Santa, then you take a huge reputation hit. Like my friend that I play with the most has killed Santa like several times. And now he has horrible reputation with one of the, (laughs) vendors and like in that game you can play as scavs scavengers which are like the the pve enemies you can also spawn as a scavenger and then drops you part way into the match and you can just run around and try to collect some stuff 
but you don't get experience points. And it's a really good way to like get some loot. And he can't do it anymore because when he spawns, the scavs just kill him immediately, like the other AI scavs. <laughs> Normally, they leave you alone when you're playing as a scav, but his karma is so bad from having killed Santa like seven times. that. <laughs> and we were talking last night, and he was like, I think I'm just going to keep killing Santa because now that I'm this yeah. down the rabbit hole, like, why not? <laughs> May as well. Very funny. <laughs> and there's a whole thing about collecting ornaments and you can make a Christmas tree and then you can trade in ornaments for stuff. Um, so like you can get like, this is a, it's a weird thing, but in Tarkov, like inventory management is like a huge part of the game and managing your stash, which is like your main inventory that you don't take into games where you store everything and so you can get like a magazine case. I think it's a magazine case, which is a case where you can put all of your magazines, your like ammo, ammunition. Um, and if you get a bunch of ornaments, you can trade for that. And I think that's what he's going for. And a lot of people are going for But anyway, that game is uh, is really good. Um, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. And I intend to keep playing it quite a lot. Nice escape from tarkov uh how are those q times doing uh seems like final fantasy oh, 14 has been contagious well they have they omicron of its own tied to this they have been doing a um you know it's kind of wild that there isn't a covid reference in tarkov right now um but uh tied to to everything they have been doing a twitch event where you watch this is a joke by the way you would watch twitch and it started out and you had to watch 22 hours of a 24 hour stream and you can get a chrome extension to manage it but in theory without an extension you would have to also be around to click a claim button every two to four hours of that 22 hour period in order to get the best drops and it was just like do you seriously want people to sit in front of their computers for 22 hours hmm. for seven days? Because it's a week-long event. <laughs> and it's a Christ. new set of drops every day. It's so bad. But then people realized that the legendary drop could be like some toothpaste in the game. Like they're not like unique oh. items. They're just they're just huh. random loot from in the game. So but it was like, it's like I just orange stopped instead of like gray or whatever. So no, not a no. Just, oh. It's just you just get lucky sometimes, and it's sometimes you get like the best gun in the game. Uh-huh. Sometimes you just get some duct tape. Uh, but is it just, orange? Is it like orange duct tape? No, no. There's no. There's. The, I mean, there is rarities of tape, but um, the, the 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 it's not. The drops are not worth the hassle of running a stream Damn. for for many hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is what is the stream of? Is it people like, playing Tarkov? Okay. okay. Uh, there's a streamer named Pestily that I really really like. He's a cool cool dude. He did a couple days of it. Um, I think Paladin Amber was playing Tarkov. I think mm. she was streaming as part of the event with the drops and stuff too. There's a there's a big there's a bunch of streamers. The streaming community for Tarkov, not. I was surprised at how compared to like Call of Duty and stuff like that. All the streams I tuned into were pretty cool. Like the people seemed pretty cool. Didn't seem like super shitty. Um, 
the uh so you know that was i was it was refreshing to click in and and see like people playing tarkov and like women playing tarkov with drops enabled official streamers with getting and, and having like big things up about like hey no transphobia in here i'll ban you immediately kind of stuff like i was surprised that that game had a community of a lot of streamers that i was clicking into that seemed hmm. decent like that um and uh i mean who knows you can say all those yeah. things and still be shitty but yeah. from what i watched it was it was surprisingly cool uh the, the people playing it um but yeah the it's it's led to they've had like crazy numbers like uh, the pestilence team topped out at like two hundred twenty thousand viewers uh which is pretty solid for for that kind of a game but um it also has led to that event plus the holiday in-game holiday event plus they had a sale or they have a sale going for the next couple of days to that that's led to a huge influx of people playing um and so uh it's there's been some queue times but like yesterday last night i played for a few hours and i had like maybe five minutes of queue time so it wasn't that bad mm-hmm. Is there anything that carries over? So if you're getting like Twitch drops, is do and does any of that stuff carry over between like wipes or is it no. just okay, so you get to the new wipe and you're just starting over from square one completely? Well, yeah, you start over from the the basics of your So the thing about Tarkov that people that takes a little bit to wrap your head around is it is not balanced. Like it's balanced. It is there's there is game balance in it. Yeah. But the people your players starting points are not is not balanced like there is a pay to win aspect of if you buy the bigger edition of the game you start with more shit and with a bigger stash which i upgraded to that one over the sale and you just have to come to terms with that like there's no premium ammo there's no microtransactions in the game like there are in stuff like world of tanks and things like that but part of tarkov is just like i spawn into the shopping mall map with a pistol and a and a and like police body armor and that's it and a guy is also spawning in with a silenced vector and night vision goggles and like huge armor and they're going to kill me if they see me there is i mean i could theoretically if i got really lucky and got the drop on them maybe i could do something but like it's it's a game where you just have to come to terms with the fact that there's always going to be somebody better geared than you and they're going to kill you um and but so but there's no like okay there's a wipe but i've got like a pair of orange sunglasses that no I exactly keep. that doesn't carry over okay. no um but but it, it when you which is initially a he was a huge turnoff to me but the other thing that kind of follows along with that lack of like they're always being somebody more geared than you or that that happening is everything is disposable in that game there is mm-hmm. no i mean everything is a means to getting more money and more experience mm-hmm. points does, do, um, does money and or experience carry over like does no it doesn't no? okay but but um what does carry over is that you learn how to play the game yeah so then when the wipe happens and you start over you know okay well i can sell these 10 things in my inventory that i start with because i'm not gonna use them anyway and that's another extra 400k or whatever and now i'm gonna and now I know exactly how to go. Like, I'm excited for when they do a white. They, we were talking last night. They were, the, it's probably going to be like May or June by the earliest mm. before the next wipe. Um, and I'm, I'll am i be excited to when it comes. Everybody gets excited about wipes because it means mm-hmm. that, like, now you have the chance to 
start from scratch with everything that you learned from the previous one. Like um, prestiging in a idle game. <laughs> it's like prestiging for sure. Um, and because the game, the core gameplay is so fun and doesn't really change, like you don't, it's not like there's, there are some gates, but it's not like you're being stopped from doing stuff. Uh, there's no fundamental gameplay that you can't access from level one with basic loadouts. So like, it's basically just like a chance to have more goals again that are more attainable. Cause like some of the stuff that you start having to do for like tasks or quests when you get higher up, it's only a few weeks into this wipe. And like my friend has a quest to kill players from more than 40 meters, I think away on several different maps and it's like it tracks over time you don't have to do it in single matches but having to kill 10 players from 40 meters away on like four different maps is like that's a lot that's that's yeah. a lot of work that's rough uh so some of those quests get start to get pretty crazy there's like there's a quest where you have to find one of each of a rare item of all these different rare items and hand them in really late in the game. And that's kind of like the ultimate quest. Uh, and I've seen maybe half of the items one or two times before, uh, just seen, not gotten out with. Um, so there's, it's, it's got enough going on that there's stuff to keep you engaged for several months, but it also would start to get stale and boring if they didn't do wipes because yeah, eventually you run out of like quote content to do. Yeah. So, Oh, that's never stopped MMO players <laughs> or, you know, yeah. or any any sort of service game player. But yeah, that that is a way to combat that. But the best part of and part of it's because it's beta, too. I don't know if they're going to do wipes forever and ever. Um, and I don't know if it'll ever not be in beta. It's one of those games. So yeah. who knows? Um, but so if you bought like that expensive edition, every time it wipes, you still start with like the stuff. From the, OK, so that's like the, the biggest only thing reason carries around. There's the money is flat. Everybody starts with the same amount of money, mm. but you start with more meds and guns mm-hmm. with the more expensive version. And then also the big reason to get it is the stash. You start with the max level stash, which is um, like a handlebar or like a <laughs> there are mustaches. But no, um, like y- you start with like way bigger inventory space, basically not on your character. That's dictated by what backpacks you bring and stuff. But it's it's on it's in your bank or whatever where all of your stuff stays uh and the stash size is like hugely an upgrade because you come out of a raid and it's like okay i found a backpack and two guns and some food and two loot items and then you go to put them in your inventory and it's like oh that takes up over a third of my inventory from playing (laughs) one match and I don't have room for it, and now I'm Tetrising stuff to try to fit it around. Whereas when you have the the full size, the like Edge of Darkness edition stash is like three times the size of the base stash, so uh, it makes it a lot more playable. Um, which you could argue is kind of pay to winny, but I don't care because mm-hmm. it's really fun, <laughs> so <laughs> it does not matter to me. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, played tons of that, and then I also uh, went on a bit of a a dirt journey with the sim racing. So your sim racing, your holiday sim racing check-in. Uh, I bought one game in the steam sale 
and that was WRC 10, which stands for World Rally Championship. Uh, and it was a weird journey with that one. So is that I... 2010, the 10th game? Is no, it? it's the 10th. Uh, well, I guess it's the 10th game. I don't even know. It's the most recent game. Mm-hmm. It came out in like September this year. Okay. Um, or last year now. September of last year. Uh, the I kind of got here because it's a it was a weird journey of like looking at the iRacing special events calendar for 2022 and saying to myself, "Hey, wouldn't it be fun to try every single one of these special events?" Which they do like two ish a month, mm-hmm. um, and some of them were like no brainers. I was definitely going to do. There's a thing called the Roar Before the 24, which is like a 2.4 hour uh, race at Daytona. I knew I wanted to do that. The road course, I know I'm doing the 24 hours of Daytona, which is a road, really cool road race. I'm going to do the Daytona 500, which is obviously NASCAR. So there was a bunch of that stuff that I had planned already. But one thing that I had never really touched is um, dirt ovals in iRacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, there's the, the Knoxville Nationals and the Chili Bowl that are both dirt oval races in the, and near the end of the year. And so this, so in December, I was like, Oh yeah, I want to try a few weeks ago. I was like, I want to try driving these dirt old cars. Cause I, I want to try a chili bowl. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I know I don't like the street stocks on dirt, which is the only cars I had tried, but let me try the sprint cars, which are the, like, you've probably seen sprint cars before. They're like, um, they look kind of like dune buggies with big, huge wings on top. Uh, they're, very cool. They have tons of downforce. They're very fast. And it turns out I love driving those things. So I was driving them solid like every day for like a week in iRacing uh, before I went deep on Tarkov. And um, then last week, uh, well, really, while I was had time off over, over the Christmas break, I was like, man, I want to try getting back into Dirt Rally 2.0 with my newer wheel because i had played a few hours of it earlier in the year on my thrustmaster wheel didn't love playing it on that wheel um but the the dd that i have is a huge improvement for dirt racing and i racing so i thought maybe it would be fun to try it in dirt rally which it was uh i played a another like eight hours of dirt rally also while i was off uh and that was really fun but it made me i don't know what it was but i was like well WRC looks kind of cool because it models staged rally racing. If you're not familiar is not side by side racing. There's a form of rally racing called rally cross, which takes place on closed circuits with mixed surfaces. That's like side by side racing with other people, but traditional rally racing is point to point and it is time trials basically. And, um, you still, there's still interesting interplay with other drivers because depending on when you run, it can change the track surface because if like 10 cars have driven on it, it's going to be a very different surface than what it was when the first car drove on it. Um, but it's time trial stuff. Dirt Rally does it really well, but Dirt Rally is not based on real play. It's based, they say they're real places like, you know, you'll do the rally in New Zealand and the rally in Spain. And they're themed around those places, but they're not based on real locations at those places. They're like made up, totally made up tracks or stages. And in real rally racing, they just take like a series of paved and dirt and gravel roads and they 
line them up in a course and that's what you drive. WRC 10 purports to base their stages on the real life World Rally Championship stages because they have the license for the WRC. And there's people who claim that they're lying because they <laughs> like use satellite, they use they've used satellite data. Like the developer of WRC claims that they use satellite data to chart the courses, to map the courses. Um and people have gone like, no, you haven't. I searched the entire country of Greece and there's no there's no stages that look like that. Um and stuff. So I don't know, but I don't okay. care enough to go that deep on it. What I'll tell what I'll say is they feel like real life locations. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas dirt feels like man, this isn't there'd never be a real road like this. Uh, okay, uh, but could in dirt could I do like a rally race through Hobbiton and the Shire? No, so there's no like well, it doesn't get crazy. The, what's, what's the there are, point? Why even set it in New Zealand then? Codemasters has Dirt Rally, which is their closer, their more sim game, and then they have the they have like Dirt Five is the most recent, but is that is more arcadey, and there might be some weird stuff like that in Dirt Five. I don't know. I, people don't like Dirt Five very much from what I've seen, um, and not just sim people. It just sounds like it's kind of meh. Um, but anyway, like Dirt is still really good, and I think it's better for classic rally cars um wrc just seems like maybe it's a little better for modern rally cars but i won't go on too long of a tangent but it's also interesting the most interesting about wrc is that it does force feedback different than any game i've ever played which is where it like the force feedback is like super super light uh which at first i thought that it was busted like it wasn't working and it uses vibration in the wheel it's still the force feedback it's the same motors that it would well in my case it's magnets in my wheelbase but it's the same systems by which it delivers force feedback in a uh in any game and it has some self-centering constant force feedback but it uses a series of like vibrations in the wheel to communicate things like the surface you're driving on and um tire degradation and stuff like that which some people hate and at first I really hated it and it felt really weird because the steering felt so light compared to something like dirt rally. But I also, but then I read into, and I actually was like finger on the trigger to, to refund the game. Cause I was like, this just isn't working. I'm not getting it. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to look at the Reddit one more time because people like this game mm-hmm. and I don't understand why people could like it. If the force feedback is really this bad. And, um, so I was scrolling and somebody was like, why does it feel like there's no force feedback? And another person was like, well, it's power steering cars. Rally cars have power steering. They're very light hand handling in real life. They don't, there's not a lot of force in the wheel in real life. Like there is in like formula cars and stock cars. And so with that in mind, I was like, okay, I'm just going to set everything at the default values and actually drive it for an hour and see if I can get enjoyment out of it. And it turns out I actually really, really, really like the way after coming to terms with it and understanding, no, there's nothing wrong with it, the way that it does all that stuff. So then I played like six hours of it yesterday, uh, just which is a long time to play a pretty intense rally game. But the stages are really, really cool. The way that they model it, the career mode is pretty neat. It's got this like management sim layer to it that is kind of entertaining. Um, and then the most cool thing about it is it does realistic length rallies. So you'll do like 20 stages and 300 kilometers over the course of a rally. 
like they do in real life. There are the, I kept trying to take video of it, but I just couldn't make it work because I wasn't able to stay consistent through it. And it was kind of not great for my frame rate. Um, but uh, there are 20 kilometer endurance stages where you are driving for like 15, 16 minutes straight and they are absolutely brutal. Um, that is such a long time to drive a rally car without stopping. Because <laughs> like a typical, I mean, real life circuit racing can take hours if you're doing NASCAR and it, and it can take like, you know, an hour plus in other racing and in endurance racing, you know, I'll drive a two hour shift, but you're driving a asphalt track and you're driving the same turns for that two hour period. So you practice and you get to the point where like, it's kind of down to a science and it's, it's not that there's a rhythm and a flow to it. Whereas the rally racing, it's like, do you never, you're not, I mean, the stages do repeat. They reuse different pieces of them for different stages over the course of the rally weekend. But one 20 kilometer stage is like brutally. I mean, I was like, holy shit. By the time I was finishing <laughs> these endurance stages, because the typical stages are about four minutes long. And that's like some of them by the end of them, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad this, that this is done. Cause I feel like I'm on the edge, but the endurance stages are another level. I, I can't believe people do that in real life. It's so wild to me. Um, so, uh, there's also cool stuff in WRC 10. Like you're, you choose the different tires you want to bring with you to the rally weekend. So you can bring like a mixture of hard and soft tires that soft tires degrade faster, but they have better performance typically. Um, and you can like bring you, you work on the car in between like stages, you'll do like four, three to four stages and then you'll have a chance to work on the car and fix damage on it. That's how rally works. And you can say like, well, okay, this time for the next two stages, I want to put hard tires on the car, but I'm going to put two soft spare tires on the car so that in between those stages, I can swap in the two soft tires for the front hard tires. So then I've got more grip in the front for this stage or whatever. And it's really interesting when you get down to that level of like strategy in setups and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I think that the career mode does a pretty good job of easing you into it too, from a difficulty perspective. So, um, I would say all of this information is probably useless to 90% of our <laughs> listeners because I, I would not recommend this game for a controller. Uh, if you have a controller and you want to try a rally game, dirt rally is the way to go. Um, but, uh, if you like me have picked up a wheel with any recency, I think WRC is a really cool game and um, and worth giving a look and definitely worth it for the price it is in the Steam sale, which is like thirty eight bucks or something like that. Nice. Um, so yeah, there. It's interesting because the developer of WRC is losing the WRC license to Codemasters. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> who make the Dirt games? Yeah. Codemasters currently has the FIA. The FIA is like the FIFA of motorsports. They just are kind of at the top. They don't really get involved. They're not a big part of like American motorsports. So they're not really involved in like NASCAR or IMSA. But um, 
they're they're they they manage they're like the governing body for the formula one championship they're the governing body for the world endurance challenge and the gt world challenge and all that stuff um they have a rally cross championship and the world rally championship code masters who are now owned by ea are going to be getting the world rally championship license and they have the rally cross license so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the dirt series because theory they're going to be making annual games about the world rally championship like they do with the formula one games so Mm -hmm. i don't know dirt's good formula one games are good so it's not necessarily the end of the world but i'm a little bummed that now there's going to be one more wrc game next year not made by codemasters Mm. i'm a little bit bummed because i think i might like this game more than dirt rally (laughs) even though i think dirt rally is a more approachable and like a better total package in a lot of ways yeah i just really like the the way that that modern rally is represented in Mm -hmm. wrc but i i had a lot of fun with dirt rally the the first one i haven't played the second one but like they're good games uh but it is a bummer that just like every fucking racing game just keeps go is like going to Codemasters Code now, getting, yeah, and then and yeah. plus they're owned by EA, so then it's just yeah. even more consolidation. I'm just God, well, stop and it. And for for me, it's like I kind of don't love the F1 games anymore mm-hmm. because when I play them, I'm like, I would just rather be i racing, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and. Dirt Rally, I'm kind of, yesterday I was kind of feeling like maybe I feel that way about the WRC games. If I'm going to play a rally game, I would rather play the one that feels a little more like it's taking place on real stages and a little more simmy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Not that I think Dirt Rally is from, I don't, I've never, I know this is going to blow everyone's mind. I've never driven a rally car. So I don't know which of the two games actually feels more realistic. And as my friend, as one of my friends pointed out yesterday, rally racing is one of the hardest ones to create a simulation of because the biggest factor in rally racing is the oh my god i'm gonna shit my pants factor because <laughs> rally racing is is breakneck speeds most, down small roads terrifying. yeah i mean narrow turns i watched this yeah. i watched a documentary that i recommend that you can find on youtube called too fast to race the other night it's like this old 90s from 1997 british documentary about group b rally in the 80s which is when anything went anything goes well yeah exactly that's what it was the fia prior to that there was like rules where you had to make a certain number of the cars you had to make at least 400 of any car for it to be a rally car because they wanted it to be production cars Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and lancia still kind of was like fine we'll make 400 of this supercar that's made only for rallying (laughs) and it was crazy and so then they just were like okay you know what fine we're basically taking all of the regulations away. Do whatever you want. You only have to make 200 of the cars now. And so all these other manufacturers made these like ridiculous super, some of them had up to 600 horsepower, um, which is like, and and we're talking 600 horsepower for like a small car. Yeah. The power to rate ratios mm-hmm. on these things were insane and people were dying. That's why they eventually had to like shut down group B because fans and drivers were dying. Fans would like, run out onto the track in rally racing. It used to be a pretty yeah. common thing because they're, if you've Jeez, seen rally nice. racing they're they line the sides uh-huh. of the, the track and with like rope. <laughs> yeah. It's like rope between no them and the car. protection. Yeah. So there's a car like nothing. will come, a car will come ripping around a hairpin corner at like a hundred plus miles an hour 
and there'll be a person standing in the road to take pictures of them as they approach. And so people are just It's like that like, Tour de France one, but like worse. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Tour de France one, but like, but like upwards died. of like close to two hundred miles an hour at times. Yeah. <laughs> um and and so yeah, it's just like this rally this I don't mean to make light of people's deaths in any way, shape, or form, but this documentary had a couple moments where it was like such and such driver drove the Peugeot to great success. Unfortunately, they were killed when they when their car went off the track in the blah 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 rally, and and the driver and co-driver were, were instantly died instantly. It's on like impact. Yeah, and you're just like, holy fuck! Like Formula One drivers have died. There's been plenty of notable Formula One drivers who have died, but not in the volume and with the rapidity that it happened with Group B rally driving. Um, which is relevant to this games conversation because you can drive group B cars in dirt rally and in WRC and it's really fun and you don't have to worry about dying, but it also you means know, that that's always neither ideal. one of them can recreate the true realism yeah. of the sport, which is knowing there's a decent chance you're going to die when you get behind the wheel of one of those things. But, um, I, I joined a dirt rally league, uh, and I'm going to be doing some, driving against other people which is nice because it's all asynchronous because yeah. it's just time trials so i'll report back i'm driving a uh what a, i don't even what a, what what was i driving i want to look it up real quick i'm driving a in two classes the rear rear wheel drive 1981 um rally three cars i'm driving a datsun 240z which is basically a nissan in the same lineage as the 350z but it's a rally car uh, and then for the all-wheel drive 1993 uh, Group A class, I'm driving a Lancia Delta HF Intergale. So the all Ferrari right. of the rally world. I'll all give right. everybody updates on how badly I get beaten in uh, <laughs> in that league. Hey, you know, you haven't been playing dirt rally much, so you just have to practice and get back to it and stay on that horse and... You know, eventually. Yeah, I mean, the skills are pretty transferable, at least. So there's, mm-hmm. they're definitely, they feel very different, but different kind of racing. It's, it's in both cases in W, well, and in WRC and in dirt, they're still both rallies. So there's still, you still mm-hmm. have the, you know, right three into left two opens thirty yeah. over crest, big jump, caution, mm-hmm. break into closed hair or acute hairpin right. Like that's that's what rally mm-hmm. racing is. Uh, WRC has a fun feature where you can actually do. <laughs> multiplayer where one person's the oh, co-driver gosh. and has to read the pace notes which i really want to try at some point because that sounds like a are mess. you are you just like oh, sitting absolutely. like in the side of the car with like a notepad like what is that's what is exactly going on? what like, they, okay, that uh-huh. is exactly what the co-driver Again, does the sea of thieves Amazing. style just like shove the paper in the driver's face no, you can't do that. Because no, you but, that would be so but, funny. but if you if you could, if you could, it's like you know what I'm the done other, saying. I'm just gonna here look at it. The other thing that that WRC has over dirt is in dirt they read you the pace notes. Your co-driver reads you the pace notes, and that's it. In WRC, the co-driver reads you the pace notes, but he'll also be like, if you if you like take a turn a little too fast, he'll be like, that seems optimistic. And, or if you like if you like if you hit something, he'll go like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 or and if you get like if if you if you beat the class leader's time in a sector uh of the of the stage that he'll go like yes <laughs> stuff like that it's really funny <laughs> the way that the co-driver like when you have a bad one and he and you crash a bunch the co-driver gets so mad it's really funny 
Fair. It's like the you're breaking the car Samir video, which is an all time classic. Uh, it's, it's 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 I love that about it. Nice, but yeah, if if you want to buy it, because that unfortunately you have to own the game to be a co driver. But if you ever want to, if you want to buy it, we could jump in and you I'd... can read the pace notes it's making our schedules line up will not <laughs> just for me to fucking I sit and decide i get motion sick <laughs> somebody spending 40 dollars just to be a co-driver sounds like a lot too buy me the game maybe uh but yeah all right that's pat's games uh i don't have anything like particular to talk about really this week i've been playing stuff but uh mostly like the main game i'm playing now that i finished guardians is back to ruin king uh a league of legends story or whatever they're calling it someday i'll get back to that and it's it's good uh you know uh i still like i think by the like the story progress on the save menu i'm at like 20 ish 24 ish percent i think and i still only have like three characters in my party which is a little weird, I think, but I'm about to get a fourth, I assume, because now I can buy like misfortunes weapons in the store, which I couldn't before. But yeah, uh, it's pretty solid, uh, continues to be, and but I haven't felt like I'm really needing to strategize too much in the combat yet. Like, there's an occasional, like, oh, I one of my people got downed. Oh, well, I can just pop them up with a potion because the economy is not such that you need to, like, be scrimping and saving and managing, like, doing every combat perfectly. Uh, that's just kind of not how the game is set up. The, the lane stuff sort of feels a little uh, superfluous, I guess. There are a couple... Yeah. Like, there are a couple times where you'll run into monsters or enemies that have, like, oh, this monster has evasion. Unless you hit him with a speed attack, then it'll drop their evasion on other attacks. Or this one, if they die, they'll, like, set off a bomb unless you disarm it with a power attack. Uh, and so that stuff's, like, up on the corner of the screen, so you have to pay attention to it. But it's it doesn't, like, drastically change the fights yet. It might later... Uh, and I'm waiting to see like how many people you can have in your party at a time because I think there are six total characters, and right now I've got like two tanks and a like a a damagey character. Yeah, some and of that so, stuff seems a little weird. Yeah, the uh, like I like all the characters. Uh, there's like one who I'm like kind of indifferent about, but we'll we'll see how they come into the story and stuff. But it's you know it's still fun and like the writing is good and like the combat and exploration is all perfectly fine and like the art is great so i i don't have any complaints about it just the one thing is the the lane system that they have is a little superfluous but yeah uh ruin king is uh is real good and i i will probably finish that game hopefully before i have to go back to work <laughs> and i'm still playing uh battlefield doing my weekly stuff and some regular league of legends here and there occasional but we've 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 played the occasional uh partner and i like to play an occasional ai mm. uh 
mm-hmm. game to grab first one of the day. It's fun. It's nice to stomp the AI and try different characters out. That's what what I like to do. Favorite part about League is playing different characters. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I like ARAM is just like yep. do the team fights with the the different characters. That's uh, my fave thing. Yep. But also, what is fun is just go into like two v five AI game. Or, you know, 3v5 and have one person in each lane or whatever and just play whatever and do stupid builds and play play like an asshole and super greedy and it's it's very fun and ridiculous. Uh I want they should bring back one of their like their AI TV like their AI match made modes, which is like they had like what are they called? They're called like death bots or something. And they were just like bots with insane AI and like ridiculous scaling it was a lot of fun uh terrifying but yeah good time highly recommend it uh but i think we'll go a little bit longer here uh we don't have to go too much longer but i am curious what y'all what y'all's thoughts are on 2022 in gaming is there anything you're looking forward to is there anything you're like worried about going into this year like uh whoa you know, you know any any thoughts like i i'm excited for my hopefully getting the two systems that i also still have pre-ordered with the uh um with the steam deck and um the play date so it'll All be right. interesting to see play date whenever mm-hmm. i get that man <laughs> yeah but uh i i'm excited for 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 those, um, I'm excited for. I'm I'm really interested in a, a game that's coming up really quickly, which is Pokemon Legends Arceus. I wonder if it's going to be good or not. We'll see. I'll probably still buy it. What either way, because that that's my life. Um, <laughs> I'm <and then laughs> intrigued by it, and that they're like. They're yeah, I, trying something different with a Pokemon game. That, you yeah, know, they, they're always you know they always have like a little different thing here and there. But it's, yeah, it I, feels I'm intrigued like it's to see really trying different stuff. Yeah, it, and, it'd be nice if they can like figure out a way to make a different style yeah. of Pokemon game that is still like good and like fully featured and like more robust than yeah. Games and in I the feel past. like the f- the first trailer did not look good no. but i feel like ever since then it's it each each like more that i see it looks better so it's like okay was that just like a really rough teaser so i really just have no idea if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad i'm just interested intrigued as a pokemon mm-hmm. fan um that new uh kirby game looks sure lost weird. lost world or whatever or uh forgotten land forgotten land Uh, okay yeah lost world forgotten land it's the same thing um let's see i'm looking at a list of of upcoming games uh uh this ign article is saying that they're hoping that the lego star wars game will come out this year and i'm like maybe Uh, if it doesn't like jesus christ i know but it'll be good because that'd be very nice i no, I'm. I. I also feel like there's a lot of stuff where I need to get caught up as well. Uh, like, um, you know, if like with uh, the new 
Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I actually need to finish Horizon Zero Dawn eventually uh, so that I can play that. So it's, there's there's the other games that are anticipated. I'm like, oh, God, I have to get caught up on video games. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous about Horizon Forbidden West. I don't I I I have a distinct feeling it's just going to be more mm-hmm. Horizon. That's- and kind I of the vibe I'm getting. Kind of over sequels that do that. So it we'll it's see. it seems like they made like a general genuine attempt to improve like the combat stuff, especially for like human combat because uh, that stuff yeah. looks pretty cool now. Before it was just like you know single button mash that, but we'll we'll see how it actually plays. It looks more th- interesting, and that's not necessarily say that's the only thing holding it back or whatever. As someone but. who thinks we should have made that at least the number two game of the year, the year it came out, and really likes that original game, I think the worst part about Horizon is the fact that they put a cliffhanger in at the end for sure. a sequel. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's, I don't know. Uh, what I'm excited for is at least it'll be an incredible looking game from a from like a, a landscape perspective. Huh. Um, so that'll be cool. I am... Um, pretty excited about well i'm excited is the wrong word because i'm skeptical of it too but uh stalker 2 might actually come out this year which i think would be really I mean, cool it's that, supposed to come uh, out in like march right I, or it'll something get it'll, it'll get delayed but it might come out by holiday uh, april um, april yeah if the if the visuals are anything like the screenshots they put out holy shit that game looks really good mm-hmm. um so and and having it on a series x would be kind of cool um so uh, that that'll be neat. I'm I'm actually really uh, my most anticipated game in 2022 is Elden Ring for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really excited for Forspoken as well. I think that game looks mm, awesome. That looks cool. Um, and uh, so if that comes out this year, I'm going to be really excited. Uh, and then that's total, May supposedly. <laughs> yeah, and that seems like the kind of game that might actually hit, if not May, at least hit like this year, hmm. um, because. I feel like it's a pretty it doesn't look like it's it's like rewriting the book on much of anything like it just looks like a very solid action RPG mm-hmm. uh so or like adventure RPG whatever um and then uh Total War Warhammer 3 is coming out in like a month or something that oh. <laughs> is I love those games so I will play that when it comes out for sure uh I'm excited that's like the the fu- that's the last game in the total war warhammer series so it's going to be fun because it'll be um you'll finally be able to do the huge campaign with all three games and every single faction in jesus warhammer fantasy fantasy battles so i'm excited about that is this Um, like a is this like a starcraft situation where they're like starcraft wait or starcraft 2 wings of liberty or whatever then they did like an expansion for each of the factions or it's comparable i mean they always said it was going to be a trilogy and it just focused different different ones focused on different factions from the games um there's already like 20 factions in it or something um yeah so it's it's there's turn there's a lot of factions in warhammer <laughs> um so uh i'm excited for that it also looks really cool um like the they have they have upgraded the visuals each game so uh-huh. they haven't just like they haven't just been like glorified expansions um, they're a weird, it's a weird situation cause they are standalone games. Each game in the series is standalone, but if you own them all in whatever the most recent one is, you can do a campaign that has all of the stuff from all the mm-hmm. games in it. Um, 
or if you can just play what's in that specific game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think the biggest worry that I have is just games not doing interesting stuff. Like yeah. You know, that that concern that I have about Horizon Forbidden West is kind of it's kind of there for a lot of stuff. It's like there I, for I, most triple a games on to be perfectly yeah, honest yes. um so but i'm very excited for uh the kind of ongoing support of the the games that i'm playing now too like there's a sure. huge tarkov map that's supposed to come out next year uh called streets that's going to be potentially really cool that's set in like an urban environment there's um lots more stuff for star citizen coming that i'm excited for so uh yeah uh i there's new supercars coming to iRacing. I know everybody's excited about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, 100%. I'll, I'll be there day one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I th- it's ongoing support for those games, those few games concerned about can we set up a play games. Can we set up a prayer circle that the new Saints Row game is actually good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I, know, I, I, I'm would, like, I, I would, I'm like, I hope. Right? I you know, know, I know. I'm like, I don't. No, I don't. I, I don't know what to make of it. I know, cause ah, uh, man, I I love Saints Row, and I'm like, uh, we'll see. Um, it would be nice if it was good though, cause yeah, more uh, games or more good games is always better. Yes, right. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like I genuinely hope most games are good because I yeah. I, I don't feel any joy when there's a game that's bad, even if it's a game that I'm not particularly interested in. Sure, uh, but. So more games being good would be good, but also I uh, like man I I just I just rebought Saints Row Four for the Switch even though I played pretty much all of Saints Row Four on PC and now I'm just like I I it would be nice to have a new game that was good. Anyways, <laughs> we'll uh, see. Yeah, but I'm sitting here waiting for the next gen update for Witcher Three. Uh, you know, whatever. When they do a new visual pass and add some items from the show, I watched the second season. That season's all right. Uh, if you liked the first season, watch the second season. Uh, Weird West in March. I was like invited to a beta, but then it was like, oh, okay, do you sign up on this thing to say you want in? And then, but like timing stuff, so I never actually got to play it. But whatever, it's out in March. Uh, I'll, I'll play it then. Uh, but I, I am looking forward to checking that out because it sounds like it's very uh expansive and what you can do and yeah like you were saying pat i'm currently which is weird for me because i tend to drift towards like the triple a experiences but i'm a little i don't not burnt out but maybe bored is the way i would describe it kind of yeah Uh, but I think it's more, it's not so much in like AAA games, but more just like the the Sony style right now. Uh, like yes. the, the, like the he- heavy story stuff, which is funny because so long that has been my bread and butter. Uh, you know, the I mean, Horizons and all that stuff is, I expect I'll probably still like Horizon a bit, sure. but I'm not nearly as excited as I would have been. Uh, and I, I've been wondering like how much of that is because I started reading again and I'm like, Oh, right. Stories can be like real good. good. And, <laughs> and, uh, 
like I can also go at my own pace. So like, yeah, like the slow doling out of story that happens in games can be like, oh my god, I don't want to like go through an hour of you start to, shooting zombies you start or to, whatever. You, well, that's the thing, right? Is when when the story exists as string to tie together gameplay sequences it's like what's the point Uh i mean that's one of the reasons i've been enjoying tarkov so much is there's no narrative fluff like there's Uh quest dialogue there's lore there's actually three novels that were written about (laughs) the lore of tarkov um which i'm gonna read at some point because they sound terrible and and that's fun and it's funny yeah somebody made an hour they made an hour movie (laughs) called the raid that's about tarkov and this is Um, that is not the raid it's like no not it, the it's not the movie the raid it's <laughs> it's a uh what the it's fuck? A movie about tarkov um so it's got plenty of lore and backstory but i don't read a single quest yeah, no. description. Yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> it's cares? like it's like the what the calypso protocol or whatever that game they're making that's set in the PUBG universe like what does that even yeah. mean <laughs> yeah so that i get what you're saying and and i definitely want uh, the other game by the way that i'm extremely excited for and it seems like maybe it does narrative stuff in a smart way for a video game is a uh, little devil inside mm-hmm. i really hope that actually yes. comes out uh, yes I, that I game has been that. one of my most anticipated ones for a while and that game looks like it is an example of and big surprise is an indie game um that game looks like an example of something that is using instead of just talking at you and having cutscenes and dialogue sequences separated by gameplay sequences it's a game that's actually like incorporating the narrative and the story into the gameplay itself while you're moving through the world. And I think yeah. that's what I, I want a, from a narrative in, in games. In general, done best by indie devs, except for some very specific stuff. Like, yeah, I don't, like, like the first Bioshock did that, but even still had like, you know, those, the tapes and stuff, but a lot of indie games do the kind of narrative stuff, but I, I think little devil inside looks really good too. So be nice to i think and i think there's the thing that frustrates me about triple a is sometimes when we talk about like and i mean this i don't mean this to be critical of anybody in our like sphere of 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 in our circles or anything but sometimes the um expression of like oh i love indies and i focus on indie games i get where that's coming from but at the same time like i don't think it ha i don't think triple a games have to be disappointing and mediocre all the time <laughs> like i think they could be yeah. better if yeah. they if, really could if if studios would just um find ways to take more creative risks which you know big there is certainly a business reason why that doesn't happen as much so it's not like i'm not, i'm suggesting that like i think indies are definitely better positioned to make interesting stuff i mean hell Tarkov is made by an indie developer. <laughs> that uh-huh. is part of why it's able to be the completely ludicrous thing that it is. Um, and like iRacing is made by an indie developer. That's why it can be the thing that it is. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm hoping there was a brief period of time where there felt like AAA devs were looking to indies for some inspiration in how to innovate. And it seems like that kind of stopped as the Sony house style. St- I mean, like like four or five years mm-hmm. ago. But then the Sony house style like picked up steam again, and now that's all the, the AAA wants the, to be. Yeah, it there's, sucks. Uh, there's that, and the consolidation I think also plays a part in it. Yep. Because like more and more studios are just getting under fewer and fewer, uh, you know, CEOs or guess, whatever it is. And I, what you're saying is also very true. Like. It's like, oh, I've, you know, these Sony games are doing gangbusters, so we need to make this high-budget, high, qu- high budget cinematic, you know, adventure game or whatever. 
but I guess my hope is that with a like with a publisher like Microsoft, if you look at something like The Gunk, that's an yeah. example of like that oh, game yeah. is. I, I played that. I I should have talked about it. Oh well, <laughs> I plan to play it. Still, we can yeah. talk about it in the yeah. future. I'm planning to play it too. It sounds like it's fine. It doesn't it's, sound like it's, it's like it's particularly a P- great. It, or, it is a PS2 ass game. <laughs> In and a good it was way. published by and it was published by Microsoft, right? Yeah. Like that's, uh, was it? Was it? I think I thought it was. It was like a it's a console exclusive for sure. Yeah, least. they 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 um, yeah, it was exclusive. Uh developers, publishers, no, Thunderful. No, it was published by Thunderful Group. Okay. But still, like that is a game that Microsoft put money behind. Yes. Um yes. and so my hope is because Microsoft has a wider portfolio of of studios that are of more varying sizes than Sony, as much as I dislike the consolidation of all that stuff, maybe they will be able to drive some, some form of innovation. And there was some uh, like square blog post and you know, this is just whatever, but uh, it was like, Oh, Shuhei Yoshida's like recommended any games from this year from 2021. And it was just a list of games that basically they had had in like state of plays and like Sony had spent marketing money on. It's like, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, this is none of it. And, you know, I, I am sure that they are fine games. I have I had played most of them, but I was just like, this is just, oh God, one last chance to, and you know, and the, they should get promotion, but it's just, yeah, I don't even know what I'm trying to say with that. Just it, it amused me. Um, 2022 is oh. also oh, I forgot about Choo Choo Charles. Oh, oh my oh, god! Right, that wait, is that the is awesome. that is that the, the horror train? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my I didn't know about that game until my I was at my friend's place for Halloween and she mentioned it and she's like, "You don't know Choo Choo Charles?" And we watched <laughs> yeah, the trailer. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not bullshitting i actually think that game looks pretty cool the trailer was legitimately good i was like it was like it's like oh haha it's a horror train that's a also a spider uh but i was watching it i was like this i am genuinely uh like tense watching this so yeah uh 2022 is also finishing up a bizarre persona like anniversary celebration with more announcements and like more games coming out like persona 4 arena ultimax comes out in march on like playstation 4 switch and windows okay uh do you think we get persona 6 announced by the end of this year you know, I, I mean, it's not going to come out for a long time, so I could see it I'm being just announced. announced. Uh, they announced Persona announced. 5, like, so far right, in exactly. advance. They got delayed so many times. Yeah, so that's why I think it could be, because it's like, they can announce whatever the fuck they want. It's like, it's not coming out for a while, but, you know, it it's, it's I, I'm guessing it would. I'm, it would be interesting to see if there's any more, um, Persona announcements, and that is yes, my my plea for Persona Three um, to get ported somewhere. But I I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I I don't know if it's going to happen in twenty twenty two, but I think it's going to happen. Please, uh, like there have been rumors about Persona Three portable getting a remaster, and I'm like, this is the only thing I would be. I will be insufferable, more insufferable if Persona Three portable gets uh like a. They're just going to put Persona Five on. Uh, royale 
on Steam and then I can call it good. <laughs> you oh know my what? God. See, that's the thing I could see too. I mean, they, they like, should put it on Steam, but also. <laughs> I like, I like, I feel like this past year was like anniversaries, like projects that were for, for series that I enjoy and then nothing really came of them uh-huh. for very much. Like that, that happened with Persona. That happened mostly with Danganronpa. Um, except for once they finally announced the n- new collection. But it's like, they're like, oh, look at this big, big uh, anniversary. We're going to announce a bunch of stuff. And then it's like, nothing oh, gets announced. Dr- they've dragged it out for so long. And they're like, here's some phone wallpapers. Like, what? what? I know. It, it's like Persona. Like, yeah, with the Persona um, anniversary, it's like, okay, I get it. Like, just announce whatever. Um, although, if I had a turntable, I would be so so tempted by those uh records uh because they they look really pretty um but also or you can find some flax somewhere uh they i'm I'm sure i'll be able to listen to it it's just like the the set looks gorgeous um but that 25th anniversary deluxe vinyl box set four (laughs) hundred dollars um yeah I know. I'm like vaguely. I vaguely would want the Persona Three one, but it's like that. That's just uh, on its own. It's one hundred dollars, and I'm like. Ugh. I mean, I bought two hundred dollars, two hundred dollar leather book set. So I'm I not. Mean, okay, I ain't gonna yeah. judge anybody uh, by an expensive. <laughs> Listen, I, I've got, I've got, I've got figures on the way. I still have to pay for my Steam Deck, so I, I uh-huh. can't justify it right this second. But you know. Uh. There was oh so they're finally animating like the last arc of Bleach and like making it a show and the song in the trailer I think is by the by the group who did the Persona Five music. Oh oh man, it's 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 good. I don't uh, care about Bleach, but I'm like that. The song's good. So you should slaps. just listen to the song. Yeah, yeah. I should. Yeah just listen i was like oh shit i know who that is (laughs) once one of my one of my high school friends dragged me out to see the bleach movie in theaters despite having no idea about anything bleach Mm -hmm. and i watched it and it was like indecipherable Mm -hmm. because it was like it was like this is a movie that assumes rightfully so that you know Mm -hmm. something about the series (laughs) you know who (laughs) these people are you know about death and the strawberry yeah i like read the first volume of the manga oh so you know about death and the strawberry so you're you're good (laughs) i i know i know the main like the main couple characters but they're but like once you get deep into bleach Mm -hmm. there's like a million characters yes they're especially in like the movies and like the filler arts they're just like here's all these grunts on the ground that do not come up in the manga yeah it's they're not really relevant but yeah that new uh no final arc looks pretty sick uh and weirdly i read bleach last year <laughs> read it all listen and we, then, we all did what we needed to do last year <laughs> and, hey yeah uh, and, i read a lot of manga too i'm gonna read listen i i now own the entire set of um of the manga which i do think is genuinely good but it's called the quintessential quintuplets. So like, right, we're right. doing what we need That's, to do. Yeah. Uh, my my girlfriend is like, you have to read Tokyo Revengers. I'm like, okay. Oh, fucking 
Got it. Oh, she, she, yeah, she really loves that. Like, fucking, I've got behind me her husbando on a blanket here. <laughs> this, it's just, it's, she wants to watch, she went to see the movie in theaters. Now she's like, wants to watch it at home now because it's for rent. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm happy she likes it. I it's just not like my I've style. Heard, I've but, heard people. I've heard people say it's good. It's not like yeah. really what I my my type of show. But mm-hmm. I'm like I I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Tokyo Revengers. Yep, a lot of good, uh, a lot of anime coming out this this year too. So that's uh, gonna be gonna be fun to watch. Um, I having read all of Chainsaw Man last year. I'm interested to see about what the anime looks like. A lot of Chainsaw Man goods in the arcades here, but uh, I listen. I I need a I need a Pochita plush like who's like the little uh, chainsaw dog. I'll, I'll see. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I'm like it's it. Pochita's so cute. Well, uh, I think with that we're gonna wrap it up here. Just, you know, sounds good. <laughs> two hours on this recording here, so I think we're good. Uh. So, if you, let's see, let me. Okay, what am I doing? Uh, any any last thoughts uh, before we head into our game of the year episode next week? Oh, goodness! Yeah, uh, different from what we usually do, but yeah, uh, or what we've done It'll in the past. Fun. Yeah, uh, I'm still not I'm entirely clear on what we're doing, but I, I also have to think I, yeah. about like what games did I play and what games did I like. Honestly, or, I've forgotten and. <laughs> We're bringing, I think the plan is, I don't think it needs to be a secret. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to be doing like a tier list of yeah. games rather than rank them one to 10 and fight about it. We're going to eat. Everybody's bringing the games they want to talk about and we're going to, you know, give them their rating. And that means that yeah. we can also bring bad games and <laughs> I'm so excited for bad that bad tiers. So there's a, specific bad game uh that i am excited for you to guys talk about um it's 12 minutes i'm excited for <laughs> oh yeah 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 we can talk about how 12 minutes is an f tier game <laughs> exactly week. exactly and it'll be f- far more the fun f- the f is for family it'll be far think- <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh, it'll be far more fun to argue about whether or not 12 minutes is a d tier or an f tier game than it is to argue about whether like a game is game the weather whether a game is like two or three inscription you know? or or whatever trails game came out this year is the did, game did a trail i don't think a trails game no, came i don't out think this it year. did i was joking it's cruelty squad that's that's the real game of the year well i'm going to be the one person who played nosia and is going to be yelling about that again and see that's the thing we can listen mm-hmm. to you and i mean assuming you make a passionate argument we can list that as a, an a or s tier thing it's it's yeah it's, it's, it'll be fun it'll there's no yeah it, it, but, but it's like the type of game that wouldn't down. get in there you know because yeah. i'm the only one who played it yeah. but right. you that's, know it's it's yeah. And I think we're are we also going to be talking a little bit about games that we played for the first time this year that weren't? Yeah, I, I or, think we're just we're just probably we're going to be a lot more yeah. loosey goosey this year. Yeah. I think which yeah. anything goes, like, anything goes, which I think is going to be fun because some some of those years when we like I love doing this podcast with you guys, but there are certain years where I just got like kind of both stressed out and over it. Yeah, arguing sucks. It's not fun to do. And I'm like, I don't like arguing with you guys because you guys are like, like, I I like being, you know, just chatting with you. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good this year. So I'm really looking forward to it. 
for me, I think one of the big things is I just didn't feel that passionate about any games this year. Uh, like there are a few games where I'm like, oh, this is good. I, I like, <laughs> uh, you know, I like this. I like that. Uh, but there's nothing where I'm like. I wouldn't have it in me to argue for any of these games uh, this year yeah, that's, uh, yeah, for the like, most part. So the, the, the games that I would are, I'm, I'm going to be passionately arguing for are the ones that I only played. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that's, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Well, uh, to see what ki- what kind of different sort of train wreck that'll be, tune in <laughs> next week to our Game of the Year episode. It's going to be new. It's going to be different. It'll be exciting. Sam is supposed mm-hmm. to be there, as will Fingers Alex. Crossed. Yeah. Uh, Sam usually makes a, makes a good effort I know, to I'm get joking, out for I'm joking. I know. I'm giving him a hard time. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, we were off for a little bit back there, but now back to your regularly scheduled podcast uh you can find the podcast on all podcast platforms wherever they're sold uh uh you can find us on twitter at fix podcasts or twitch at twitch.tv slash gaming fix and you can email us at gaming at fix.space Thank you to Jeff Davis at Stranger Peace on all social media platforms, pretty much, uh, for our theme music. We really appreciate let me, it. Well, let me just say, if you're a TikTok user, Jeff Davis, really good TikTok follow. Go real, follow there and... real good TikToks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the only person's TikToks that I look at. <laughs> Oh, There's like a few other ones other. I look at, but yeah. but yeah, I watch TikTok like more regularly than I probably the, should. I but, I, yeah. I have the a Kindle Paperwhite I... coming, which will hopefully make me stop looking at TikTok because right now I look at TikTok for like ten minutes before I go to sleep every night. Mm-hmm. That's my TikTok time, and I'd rather oh, spend yeah. the time reading. But I know I'm glad that I spend it with uh, with Jeff when I'm when I do go on a cool. little bit of Jeff in bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh see uh you can find me andre cole aka your partner's favorite gaming peripheral aka the wet gamer on twitter at cool c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w or on twitch twitch.tv slash c-o-l-e-s-l-4-w where i really need to get back to streaming just have had no motivation to do anything productive at all in the last like three weeks Problem. Hey, I mean, I, listen, we're all my, doing our best here. My, Jap- my Japanese reviews are piling up. Uh, it's just I cannot get myself to do anything. Uh, Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And Pat. Find me at PJC Plays. That's going to do it for episode 204 on January 2nd, 2022. Stay wet, gamers. <laughs>